0: Well, good morning, friends. Today is the third Sunday of Advent, known traditionally as Gaudete, which is Latin for rejoice. It marks a bright spot in the penitential and preparatory season of Advent, and it's why we light the pink candle uh, today in our wreath. Uh, and its theme of joy is celebrated in anticipation of the joy uh, the coming Christ child will bring to us and to the world. Our carol this morning for the theme of joy is the beloved Isaac Watts text, Joy to the World. I'd argue that it's among the most Adventy of all the carols. First, in the well-known line, let every heart prepare him room. Plus, if you know, in the carol, there is no manger. There's no mention of Bethlehem. Jesus isn't even named in it. What it is, is a song of pure joy. in the realization that God has shown up into our existence and rules the world with truth and grace. In fact, our, our Presbyterian hymnal um, places joy to the world in two different places. First in the Christmas section, as we all know it, but also in the Ascension of the Lord section, a day we celebrate after Easter, just before Pentecost. Yet the key theme of Christ coming into our world in Ascension is clear in its title, joy. Now, a fair question would be, what is joy? This is a question raised by my five-year-old who asked me as we were talking about Christmas recently. I stood puzzled for a moment, one, because it's one of those words we don't often need to define, but two, because I wasn't sure how best to explain it to a five-year-old. So uh, in my proudest dad moment, I said, well, it's a churchy word for happy. That sufficed for my child, but it made me think more about this rich word. Is it really just another word for happy? New York Times columnist David Brooks once said this, that happiness usually involves a victory for the self. Joy tends to involve the transcendence of self. Happiness comes from accomplishments. Joy comes when your heart is in another. Joy comes after years of changing diapers, driving to practice, Worrying at night, dancing in the kitchen, playing in the yard, and just sitting quietly together watching TV. Joy is the present that life gives you as you give away your gifts. He continues, The core point is that happiness is good, but joy is better. It's smart to enjoy happiness, but it's smarter still to put yourself in situations where you might experience joy. I think Brooks, a a fantastic writer, makes a, a good distinction here. Of course, happiness is great. But there is something about joy that goes beyond the self and into a deeper, more fulfilling level. Now, what's missing from Brooks' distinction, as helpful as it is, however is the theological aspect of joy. In other words, the question of where is God in this? Here's where Mary comes in in our reading today. Because, friends, Mary is the embodiment of Christian joy. Since we're doing the series on carols, it seems fitting to take a turn to Luke's gospel this week. A gospel that begins with a drawn-out story of Christ's birth where the action pauses several times at crucial moments, just like your favorite musical, so that key characters can sing out in praise. This is Mary's solo in that account, her song, given just after being told by the angel that God has chosen her to give birth to God's own son. The early church gave Mary the name Theotokos, or the God-bearer. And this song is her response to this reality of who she is, who God has called her to be. Interesting, this song itself is really a remix of an earlier one, sung by Hannah in the Old Testament, rejoicing in God's goodness and giving her a son, Samuel, who she dedicates to God's service in the temple. So why would Mary simply echo the words of Hannah from long ago? I mean, being told you are about to bear the Son of God into the world who will save us and reconcile us with God seems like it might merit a different song. It's a big moment. But Mary's remix and echo of Hannah's words here shares a deeper truth. That what God is doing through Mary and this coming Christ child is part of God's timeless work of redemption. This becomes clearer as the song goes on. God's mercy is uh, is for generation to generation. Notice she speaks about God's action in the song, for the most part, in the past tense. God has shown strength in his arm. God has casted down the mighty. God has filled the hungry. These are all past tense actions. These are all things God has already done. Scholars note something else about these past tense verbs in Greek. They believe Mary uses these verbs dramatically, proclaiming what God will do through the Christ child as if they've already happened. Her certainty in who God is is so sure, she could speak about what the Christ will do in the past tense as a completed action in essence what god has done and what god will do is all about the same goal of god's timeless work of redemption and reconciliation okay that's enough geeking out because really at the heart of this song is joy my soul magnifies the lord my spirit rejoices in god my savior Mary's confidence in God's timeless action, what God will do through the coming Christ child, breaks forth pure joy in her. As I said earlier, Brooks shows us that unlike happiness, joy takes you beyond yourself. Mary shows us that for the person of faith, joy takes you beyond yourself and to the reign of God. To use Mary's own words, her joy is what allows her to magnify the Lord. Joy sees each moment, each encounter as an opportunity for the kingdom of God to break forth, to take root in our community, and expand Christ's reign of peace and love in our midst. Mary is our guide, our guide to the way of joy as we await the coming of our Lord. As the pandemic continues and worsens in our midst, it's fair to say that things are beginning to feel quite gloomy. And the usual holiday stress has been multiplied by the difficulties of COVID with uh, more restrictions in our state, which is why we're worshiping uh, just with with our uh, staff and worship leaders today. Even with the wonderful news about a vaccine this week, we still know that it'll be some time before things can get back to any sort of normalcy. Friends, Mary is the perfect guide for living in such a time of anticipation, but also fear and gloominess. We can share in our confidence in who we know our God to be. And like Mary, this confidence in God's love and faithfulness leads us to joy, Sharing in Mary's joy allows us to look beyond ourselves to how we might joyfully expand God's reign here and now. It's this kind of God-magnifying joy. It's this kind of joy that our world so desperately needs right now. This kingdom-awaiting joy moves us beyond ourselves and allows us to magnify God's presence and reign in the world. It's a joy that can be proclaimed while we are still waiting and preparing. It's a joy that leads us to encourage those in our community to work with agencies of healing and relief to bring about God's justice and peace now. And as we've said, this joy is possible only because of an unshakable confidence in God's goodness and mercy. Friends, may we share Mary's joy And like her, may our joy magnify God's reign and kingdom. May we prepare him room in our hearts and in the world, sharing his peace, justice, and love with all. Till even all heaven and nature join together in this joyous song.